VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. The volume. The Colin Cowherd podcast brought to you by FanDuel. It's never been easier to play fantasy on FanDuel. Whether you love basketball, golf, soccer, or any fantasy sport, there is a contest for every fan. FanDuel, more ways to win. All right, everybody, um, I'm going to bring on Frank Isola in just a couple of minutes. Longtime New York Daily News columnist around the Horn PTI. Uh, he's been studio analyst for the Nets on the Yes Network. Nets, Knicks, knows a ton about both. Frank's been doing this for a long time. Uh, and what I always liked about Frank is he'll push back on James Dolan. He'll push back on stars. He's not a sycophant. He's not a fanboy. There's no pom-pom waving. So many people in the media are terrified to call out stars and owners and GMs, and Isola's not. That's why I like him. Uh, by the way, off the Russell Westbrook popcorn incident and the Trey Young fan spitting last night, I want you to check out Jenkins and Jones have an insane solution for player-fan interaction. Check out today's Jenkins and Jones podcast to hear it for yourself. And with that, let's bring on Frank Isola. So, Frank, you've never been an ass kiss. You you go after people. You went after Dolan. I think they've banned you from time to time. It's it's you have a like a real relationship that a journalist should have for an incompetent owner. And at some point in the last year, despite James Dolan, this thing popped. When was the moment, the move, or the person, Frank, where this all started? And even you, a critic, said, "All right, that's a good move." all right, we're getting somewhere. Was it just the Tibbs hire? I think that has a lot to do with it. You have to remember, Leon Rose is the president. He goes back with Tom Thibodeau for 30 years. Yeah. And World Wide West, William Wesley was technically representing Tom. So even though they interviewed a lot of candidates for the job, it seemed like it was about 20 guys. Maybe it was more like 10. 
But, you know, Tom had been an assistant coach under Jeff Van Gundy. And you look at the job that Tom had done as an assistant with a lot of the players that were there, whether it was Larry Johnson, uh, Marcus Camby, Allen Houston. He had worked with a lot of guys. Plus, he knew what it took in New York. And Tom is a guy, as a development guy, Colin, you can go all the way back to Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant, as a high school kid, used to come up to Sixers practice. I think back then they were practicing at St. Joe's. Tom back then was a assistant coach with the Sixers. Kobe would work out. And Tom Thibodeau would be there. It was a guy that wanted to work with him, so Tom would work with him. Kobe, the three of us were together. Myself, how about this for name dropping? Myself, Kobe, and Tom Thibodeau. I did like a an event for Kobe. I think they asked about 100 people. They all declined. Then they finally came back to me and asked me if I would do it. Of course, I would do it. It was Kobe Bryant for crying out loud. But just listening to Kobe talk about how much Tom helped him as a young player, look at Derrick Rose, 22-year-old MVP. Jimmy Butler made the all-star team. Carl Anthony Towns, a good player, didn't make an all-star team before Tom got there, hasn't made an all-star team since Tom left. Mm. Julius Randle, most improved player. So here's the thing, Colin. Players want to get better. Because when they get better, they're going to get paid. And that's how a lot of guys look at it. And Tom just has the history of the Knicks. He understands it, understands the garden, and he understands that it takes defense to win. You know, it's interesting because my theory on Tibbs has always been he demands more of his players, and it works in the regular season. Because Mike Dunleavy told me this years ago. I've said this a million times. Dunleavy said, I can take average guys. If you play defense and work hard, you'll win half your games. He yeah. goes, but with the schedule, you'll catch teams on back-to-backs. You know, you'll catch teams flying up when he was at Portland. You'll fly flying up to Portland. They're exhausted. It's a long flight. But then I always feel with Tibbs is once you get to the playoffs, everybody plays hard. Yep. So that advantage is neutralized. Is that a fair, yeah. if not critique, assumption of what he is? I think this year it's absolutely fair because I think the Knicks' talent is not the fourth best in the Eastern Conference. So you know how it worked this season. The players all agreed to play 72 games from a number. They weren't all going to play 72. Right. So you had a lot of the NBA teams this year. The teams didn't play hard all the time. The star players didn't play hard all the time. The Knicks, much different story. Their lead player was Julius Randle. Every night he played hard. Tom got his guys to compete. That's why they finished fourth. I think in the playoffs, talent tends to win. That's why I'm not worried really about the Brooklyn Nets. I'm not worried really about LeBron James and Anthony Davis. There is talent there. But I'll say this. You know, the year that Tom's second year in Chicago when they won 60-plus games and Derrick Rose was the MVP, they did run into the Miami Heat in that uh, conference finals. And even though Chicago had – home court advantage, it still was LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Bosh. That's right. like a different level of star that they had. Yeah. You know, I, the reincarnation of Derrick Rose is fascinating. I said this on the air earlier this week. He, If he wasn't wearing a jersey that said Derrick Rose and you didn't know who he was, he doesn't even play like he used to play like. Yeah. his uh, He is literally a different player. He is more willing to fill the lane in the break, be patient. Um, he's got more confidence in his jumper. It's almost as if he doesn't feel he needs to score 25. He's trying on the defensive end. Uh, he's, I think he, he feels like a smarter player. His tempo and his pace is more in line with the rest of his teammates. Early in his career, he and John Wall were almost too fast for teammates. I mean, they just yep. fly up the floor. And I'm watching him now, and I'm like, I didn't like his game initially, but everybody else loved it. And I'm like, he's he's out of control. He can't shoot. I watch him now, and I'm like, he really understands yeah. the game now. Is that a Tibbs reality? Yeah. 
I, I think a little bit. Also, he's 32, so I think he's obviously grown up. And, you know, when you watch the way that he played and the injury that I got hurt on against Philadelphia in the playoff series, what was he doing? He was driving hard to the basket, stopping and exploding. You know, he played so hard. His jumps were hard. It, it was just a matter of time before something like that happened. And I think you're so right. Look at some of those shots that he makes. He's a much better three-point shooter. Yes. He gets that floater in the lane as well. Plus, Derrick Rose has been through a lot in his career. Youngest MVP in league history. You know, then some of the off-the-court stuff, then bounced around. You know, when I was thinking about it last night when I'm watching the game, and it's hard to believe that it's Derrick Rose on the Knicks because I was there that first time that he came around. I'll never forget, and Phil Jackson was running the team, and, of course, the Knicks had to run the triangle because it wasn't going to be the players. It wasn't going to be the triangle that was going to win them, uh, <laughs> an, you know, an NBA championship without Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant. Anyway, after the first game of the season, Derrick Rose, uh, I don't know if I could play in this system. This was after the first game, and then they reached a point that year where he left the team. And I love Derrick Rose. That was out of line what he did. You got to tell your bosses that you're you're not in it right now. Right. And he went back to Chicago. But here he is. He followed Tom to Minnesota. Now he wanted to get traded to the Knicks. He was he was a backup on the Detroit Pistons, one of the worst teams in the league. And here he was in game two at Madison Square Garden where the Knicks needed a win. And who's leading them? Derrick Rose. It really is a pretty remarkable story. It really is. You know, we were saying this. um, The advantage to being a big brand is you can just be really a disaster. Alabama football before Saban was a mess. Yeah. Um, um, Oklahoma football before Bob Stoops for briefly was a mess. But big brands recover quickly because we remember how good they were. They have this sex appeal, this glamour. And I swear to God, it's like the last 25 years didn't exist. I look at the Knicks now and I'm like, oh my God, the garden's nuts. It, it, Frank, it feels like they may be able to go on the free agent market and attract somebody. Yeah. Who, who, and now obviously, Frank, they need juice offensively. Yep. Julius Randle should be your third best player. RJ Barrett hopefully becomes your second best player if he just keeps working. And then then Derrick Rose can be your fourth or fifth, and then you got a championship-level team. Is there anybody in the next year that is an offensive-minded guy that you think they'd have a shot at? Well, there's a guy who's not too far from you. If I'm the Knicks and I'm Knicks fans, I am rooting like crazy for the Dallas Mavericks to beat the Clippers. Now, who knows with Kawhi Leonard? He had, you know, he had the move, heaven and earth, to go to L.A., and I understand he's a California guy. Who knows how this whole thing could shake out? All bets could be off if they end up losing in the first round. The issue with the free agents, and I think this is one of the reasons why Tom Thibodeau really wanted Gordon Hayward, because he knows those players don't come around that often. Look at Giannis Antetokounmpo. A lot of people thought, oh, no, he won't resign with the Milwaukee Bucks. He's off the board. A lot of these players tend to resign with their teams. Why the Knicks are in good position is because they do have draft picks, so there's always that – uh, and they have cap space. They could trade for maybe a disgruntled player at some point. But to your, what you just said about the brand is interesting because I think that's really true. What I think what Leon Rose, Wes, and Tom have done, I think for the rest of the NBA, they look at the Nick organization as now a competent organization that when they watch the team play, it's organized. So even while they might have questions about the owner, now they're thinking it looks like the owner is more on the outside and, they has, and he has basketball people running it. So when you don't look dysfunctional for a year and they haven't, that is a huge benefit to the franchise. And I think that's why 
Tom, Leon, and Wes, and the rest of that staff there, they should be complimented because I think they've done a lot to change the perception of a franchise that, as you know, it was a punchline for a lot of people. It was a punchline for a lot of people here in New York, and I think they've changed the perception, which is what they needed to do. And how do you do it? You do it by winning. Well, I mean, USC hired Pete Carroll, so they had Paul Hackett. They finished last in the Pac-12 to hire Pete Carroll. People mocked the the choice. He'd been fired twice in the NFL. By the second year, they basically got any recruit west of Austin, Texas in the country. These yeah. these dead big brands, I mean, they recover in a minute. And I'm sitting there watching the Knicks, and I'm like, hell yeah. The energy, just the way the crowd looks. Um what do you do with Julius Randle? Because, you know, I was saying to, I, I told Chris Broussard, I said the best case scenario, they beat Atlanta and Randle plays poorly. So the yeah. Knicks can go, hey, we love you, but yeah. we can't break the bank for you. And even Julius yeah. psychologically knows, hey, man, I didn't live up to it. What is, what's the best case scenario for the Knicks? You give them a four year deal. I mean, what, what do you do? Because, Frank, He's a number three. He's not a one. He just played like a, a two this year. He did. He absolutely did. And I think that, you know, you look at the way that he played in those first couple of games to start the playoffs, and it was almost as if he didn't have the mentality of, you're the best player. Now it's up to you. You have to raise your level. Look at Trey Young, never been in a playoff game. How about the way that he played in game one? Look at Devin Booker, had never been in a playoff game. DeAndre Ayton, the same thing. It's almost like for Julius Randle, it's like he needed someone to tell him, no, 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 you have to play better. This A lot of this is riding on you, and it never, for whatever the reason, it seemed like maybe he succumbed to the pressure a little bit. A little bit. And I, I think that's the way that he played during the regular season. You're right. I think you have to be impressed with it. I actually, believe it or not, I voted him fifth in my MVP because he played 71 games and yeah. he lifted the next to fourth place. But it's going to be a major concern because you're right. He's not your franchise player. Second guy, maybe. Third guy, I, I, I'm more along those lines. Yeah, it's like baseball. It, it, it's, you know, there's just there's just very few Garrett Coles. Yep. And it really comes down to everybody's got to pay Garrett Cole. Now, there's not a salary cap in baseball, but the, the question isn't paying your ace. It's don't overpay for your third starter. Yeah. And Julius sh- should be like Draymond Green in his prime. You can win a championship if he's your third best yeah. player. And then, yeah, and then he be, and then he be, and then he became your fourth when you added Kevin Durant. That and then you become an all-time team. That's right. When he's your fourth. Okay, so you you do a lot of stuff with the Yes Network and you cover Brooklyn. So I want to shift to this. Is that um, I was always a doubter of Harden. I understood two things. He needs the whistle. He reminds me of Carl Malone. He kind of needs the whistle, and you generally don't get it in the postseason. Refs yep. step back. Let the stars run the playoffs. Regular season, little heavier whistle. Carl Malone and James are great. But then I watch him, and I think that will always be a little component to his game. But I was always sort of a doubter in valuable. Yeah, I knew he was talented. I didn't know how valuable. But I watched him this year. Not only did his assists leap, they didn't need Durant when they went on that wild winning streak. And I thought, right. shit, he's not the best player. He's the most valuable player here. First, do you agree? And second, were you? Sh- I was surprised by that. Were you? Yeah. Well, I didn't like the. I always was a big James Harden fan. I did not like the way that he handled his departure from Houston. 
I think when your boss is calling you up, who gave you that huge contract, yeah, I answered the phone, you have to show up on time. And when he showed up, he was out of shape. So I, I didn't like, I thought that was a bad look for him, but ever since he's been in Brooklyn and you know, you force your way out and it's the same thing with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, they come to New York, they know that there's only one result that's going to work and be satisfactory for everybody, including themselves is winning. So the fact that James Harden forced his way out, it was an ugly divorce, obviously the whole thing, but he came in and you mentioned that run that he was on. When Kyrie had ghosted the team for about two weeks and Kevin Durant wasn't playing, I was saying on the air, James Harden is becoming the face of the team or the beard of the team, if you will. He was playing so well. For me, it was Nikola Jokic and James Harden, one, two, either way you want to put them in MVP, because he was mostly playing with a lot of backups. And when you watch the Nets play now, he's usually the first guy that comes out among those three because Steve Nash wants to stagger his stars and he right. wants James Harden playing with most of that second group because he's unselfish and when he needs to take over he can that to me has been the most surprising thing and most pleasant thing to watch from that group they all have been unselfish now Durant is just like a different level player altogether right. but even Kyrie has kind of said you know what I know a lot is going a lot's going to fall on me if we don't play well and he has been very unselfish as well the Colin Coward podcast proud to be presented by FanDuel Never played FanDuel Fantasy before? Great. FanDuel is offering users the chance to play free. No deposit required at all. Plus, for those folks who want to deposit, FanDuel is offering up to a $500 bonus instantly. Instantly when you make your first deposit with their 20% deposit match. Why do you play on FanDuel? First of all, FanDuel Fantasy, easy to use app. Take five seconds. Pick a new team every game. Compete for top cash payout. For new users, FanDuel is offering up to a $500 bonus instantly when you make your first deposit with their 20% deposit match. So just go to FanDuel.com slash Cowherd. That pays the bill for us. FanDuel.com slash Cowherd for more info. FanDuel.com slash Cowherd. They know we sent you. FanDuel, more ways to win. So you're a sports fan, right? That's why you're listening. But if you're considering getting in on the fun of sports gambling, I want to let you know about a great resource, the Action Network. The Action Network is where fans go when they're ready to bet smarter and turn a profit betting on sports. In fact, their free Action Network app, free, recently named the best app in sports betting. With the Action app, you can, one, see the latest picks and articles from the Action Network gambling experts, two, compare odds from different sports books, and three, track every bet you make so you always know how your picks are doing. So if the game means more to you, Download the free Action Network app and start betting smarter. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 
2025 QX80 coming this summer. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase, every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Frank, there, um, I had a pretty good source that I trusted inside the Warrior organization, and he told me about a year ago, he said, man, he, they were walking on eggshells with Kevin yep. for three years. There was a, you know, he's just, he, I remi- he reminds me a little Aaron Rodgers. He's just a little sensitive, yep. a little passive aggressive. Um, he hears everything. They call it rabbit ears. So... And that's okay. Listen, man, everybody's different, but he can't just blow stuff off. He's not Brady. He, he, that's just not who he is. He's not Steph. How, you know, and, and when he was with the Warriors, I remember asking Lee Jenkins, who later got hired by the Clippers. I said, do you, he was working for the crossover. Yeah. Yeah. And I asked him, I said, do you think he'll stay? He said, don't use it on the air, but he said, he's a wanderer. And that's just who he is, and I don't think he's going to, and you didn't hear it from me. I can say that now. Yeah. How Is Brooklyn the last stop? Can he be happy with Ooh, two other stars? <laughs> I mean, how does this – how did you – what did it feel like to you this year yeah. being there? Yeah. I, I think uh, anything less than a championship, it'll be looked at as a failure. But, you know, you watch the guy play, and he played 35 games during the regular season. I think I did most of them. And like you, we all know that he's a great player. But when you watch him that closely over time, you realize he never takes a bad shot. He's unselfish. He defends. He's a good teammate. The whole thing. I, To me, I somewhat related to LeBron when he went to Miami. And I think LeBron was surprised at the fans' reaction. I think Kevin Durant was surprised at the fans' reaction. And they get a little too, too caught up, and I'm a free agent. Yeah, yeah, you're allowed to do whatever you want. But fans are allowed to be upset with the move that you made. Because right. a lot of people felt – 
wow, you were on a really good team and now you join the best team. From the spirit of competition, it looks like you're taking the easy way out. Now, it worked out perfectly for him in terms of he won two championships, two finals MVPs. The last year, obviously, he blew out his Achilles and that whole thing was messed up. But he never seemed happy. And I think part of the reason he wasn't happy because he looked at it, yeah, all right, I got my championship, I won, but people still don't view me as that superstar player because I went with this ensemble group in Golden State that had already won. Now he's with an ensemble cast in Brooklyn, but except for Kyrie as a number two to LeBron, those guys really haven't won yet. So I think he wanted to distance himself probably from the Western Conference, obviously from the Warriors. When he came to Brooklyn, I thought, you're really leaving Steph Curry and Klay Thompson? Like, you had a good thing going. I mean, you you went through all this aggravation, but that's what he wanted to do. And the, I think the only misstep he has had, and I think he's handled himself very well when you listen to him after games, he's got the box score in front of him. He knows why the team wins, why they lose. He's very smart when it comes to that. I was a little surprised at the social media stuff that he still gets a little involved in that. To me, it's beneath him. He's too big of a superstar. Like, I don't know, does Tom Brady get involved in that stuff? Does some, I, don't, I just don't. Does Tiger Woods? You're at such a different level. Like, why even let knuckleheads like me engage people on social media? You don't need to do that. <laughs> this is something I've talked about with young broadcasters. The more you grow, uh, the less you should troll. Like, to your point, it, it's you're, you're bigger. I always have this theory, Frank, on this. There's no money in our business playing defense. All yeah. the money's on offense and content and writing and broadcasting. Same for these athletes. There's no money in Ben Wallace's game. There's a lot of money in Steph's game. One's great defensively. One plays no defense. Score, yeah. score, score, score. Anytime Kevin's look bad, he's playing defense. Yeah. He's, he's, and, he's, and also, yeah. yeah. And also, you're going to get like a guy in your position, you become so big, you're going to get killed by people, but that's your, you know, your, your job is to give your opinion and things that you know. Now, the players, they have the direct ac access now to the yep. consumer. So they can go back at you. And I think that's why a lot of people in our business have become a little gun shy. I think that's very true of people that cover these teams because the currency for the players is access. So there's a little bit of a threat. You want to mess with me? You'll see what happens. So I think the job in the media has changed a little bit where a lot of the people are a little too concerned yep. about access. I think if you tell the truth, and you're not taking cheap shots at people. You, if you could stand by what you said or what you've written, then you know. To me, that's good enough. That's going to make some guys angry. Because guess what, Colin? If you're doing your job, there's going to be people upset with you. That somebody told me that when I was covering the Mets a million years ago. He said, if everybody's happy with the work you're doing, you're probably not doing a good job. Yeah, you know, if they do lose, let's say they get to the finals and they lose uh, to a Vogel, or if they lost to a Doc Rivers, I yeah. do think there's an out. The out is, well, I mean, Steve Nash, come on. He's over yeah. his skis a little. Um, I don't know he is over his skis. I know Steve, and I, and I think he's really bright. But he is a first-year head coach. And if you're going yeah. up against Doc and Budenholzer, and, you know, I, I doubt Spolster at this point, but Spolster or Frank Vogel or Quinn Snyder, the, these are really high-end coaches. Do you Are you concerned at all that Nash is a newbie? And he's just not ready for the biggest room yet. Yeah. And I mean, you, you have to think about it. For him to leave your neck of the woods to come to Brooklyn in the dead of winter to coach a team, you know, he, he's got a pretty good thing going on in Manhattan Beach. I would say this about Steve Nash. There was a moment this year, Colin, besides the fact that they used, I think it was 38 different starting lineups during the regular season. Now, it helps that most of the time you're going to pencil in one of those guys, but he did mix and match a lot of different guys. They had a game in January where they played the Detroit Pistons. 
and they had not been playing well defensively. And in that game, they completely fell apart. After the game, Steve called the team out, and he might have been less than 20 games into his career. And you know how it works. you got to pick your spots because if you're going to be the kind of guy that calls out the players all the time, it's going to lose its impact. They're going to tune you out, so to speak. The fact that that early in his career, he called them out, and really ever since that moment, a lot of things have changed for the team. Now, do I think it helps that he had the relationship with Kevin Durant in Golden State? So you have you know, the support of the number one guy on the team? Absolutely. But I do think with Mike D'Antoni on the bench, Ime Adoka, who has been in a lot of organizations, including the San Antonio Spurs, Jock Bone, who's been a head coach in the league, is with the San Antonio Spurs. I think those guys, I think he's got a good support group. We will see, though, because you're right. Let's get to a close game, and it might not happen against the Boston Celtics. Let's see what happens in a close game with the Brooklyn Nets. Not just how Steve reacts to it, because there have been a couple of games with timeouts. He's still kind of learning on the fly. But how will the team respond? Who's going to be the guy that's going to take the big shot? Who's going to want the ball in his hands? We really haven't seen it from this group. To me, they've done just about everything except for that. You know, I think, obviously, if you get KD, Harden, Kyrie, LeBron, AD in the finals, it's a win for the league. Yep. But it's an interesting conflict, Adam Silver. It's not great if three stars play together, rarely. Three stars, one one forces his way out of a team. There's really no chemistry, rookie coach, former player, and win the championship. The messaging to players is, shit, man, what, what am I doing here? I and know. I'll say this because I'm I I wasn't totally bothered by load management, but I grew up in a small town, Frank. So I could only afford to go to one NBA game a year with the Sonics. If I'd have shown up and Gus Williams wasn't playing and Freddie downtown Freddie Brown wasn't playing like that would that ruins it for a little kid and the Clippers losing last year was a middle finger at load management it was yeah that shit don't play you yeah. gotta create chemistry silently I think Adam Silver liked that yep because load management was becoming it was kind of it started having momentum with players and then the chemistry failure in the Clippers put an end to it but do you think there's a small part of Adam Silver that is concerned that if three stars meet, one forces way out of Houston, they win the championship? A lot of these star players are like, get me out of Minnesota, get me out of Memphis, get me out of New Orleans. I know. That's why it's hard not to root for guys like Damian Lillard, who's a great player, and right now is in Portland, and obviously Giannis Antetokounmpo, who is an unbelievable guy, unbelievable worker, and he decided, now listen, they're not doing it for free. I'm not trying to sit here and tell you they're doing charity work. They got a ton of money. But that was actually nice to see. You know, the one thing about these guys coming together, like you said, I don't like the way, especially Harden, forcing his way out. But similar to what Kawhi Leonard did when he left Toronto, and he was a free agent, but the whole thing with player empowerment. And everyone, you know, a lot of people, oh, it's so great that the players are taking ownership of their careers and things like that. Yeah, because there's no downside. When things fell apart for the Clippers, Doc Rivers got fired. Not Kawhi Leonard, who said, trade this guy, this guy, this guy, all these draft picks because we need to get Paul George. So when Paul George didn't come through, the whole thing with player empowerment, Doc Rivers, they all said, it's your fault, Doc. <laughs> so you went, you know, you were talking about Steve Nash. That, in a lot of ways, will be the easy out for the yes. players. Well, hey, I've been to the finals before, and I won. Steve Nash never went to the finals as a player, and this is his first year as a coach, so don't really put it on us. We, we obviously have the talent here, and I think that's part of it. And that's why, you know, it's funny with football. Tom Brady went to Tampa, but it may be because of his age – it, I still don't think that's going to be a new, the dawn of a new era in the NFL where guys are going to start moving around. But it's a problem in the NBA. But guess what? Blame the fans. 
playing the media because we were the ones that told Reggie Miller and Patrick Ewing and Stockton and Malone and Charles Barkley, you're a loser because you didn't win a championship. So now the players are right. All right. You, this is what you to be called the winner. I got to win. So Kevin Durant goes and joins the Golden State Warriors. LeBron arranges it. So he goes to Miami with the group that he has. So here we are in this whole generation of forming teams and trying to win championships. You know, it's on a macro level, Frank, I like the NBA. I grew up with it. I grew up with the Sonics and the Blazers. Um, so I like the NBA and I always have. I, I'm, I'm more of a football guy, but I have a strong loyalty to the NBA. I like watching the games. Yep. Um, the ratings last two years, Ethan Strauss and I talked about this. Uh, ratings last two years, they've lost about 30%. Now, Mark Cuban and I on emails went back and forth. And, and you know, he's like, listen, we, we, don't have, um, we don't have many needle movers, meter movers. He goes, we yeah. got Steph, we got LeBron, we got Durant. And last year, there were a lot of injuries, and people blame that. Well, this year, um, regular season ratings are down. Some have said they were a little heavy-handed with BLM. It wasn't just Black Lives Matter. It was the constant yeah. narrative, interviews. I think there's there are people out there that maybe were turned off by that. A lot of people don't like with the Oscars and with the NBA. They don't like politics for their sports. You, you, yeah. you can't. I mean, listen, you just can't deny it. There are people that just see sports. I don't, but they see it as escapism. Um, other people say, well, you know, NBA fans are younger. They're on their phones. They don't watch TV. They are younger, but the average NBA fan, I think the demos are 44, not not 24. Um, are you concerned at all when you hear about the ratings? Um, you know, the, the game aesthetically sometimes can be very repetitive. Three, three, yeah. three, three. I miss the back to the basket center. I miss the layering. I love Zion's game. I like Julius Randle's game. I like Chris Paul's game. If, if I said, Frank solve the NBA mm -hmm. ratings riddle. Do you have one or two tweaks you would do or 20, yeah. one or two things that concern you? Well, I, I do think that the season being 82 games, maybe in a world where everything seems to downsize a little bit, maybe that's something they really should look, at, look into. I don't think they will. I think it'll be 82 games. But I think when you watch these games, I always say this about soccer, and I enjoy the sport. Yeah. I like watching it at the Premier League, you know, uh, you know, the international competitions. I love all that stuff. You can watch the worst soccer game or the best soccer game, and it's going to be a two-hour deal. And I think there is something to be said for that. Football, you can get away with it because for the most part, it's once a week. And, you know, it's not like they're telling you, all right, tomorrow I'm going to watch my team again play. And I think for the NBA, sometimes these games running 220, 225, and they're reviewing everything. Every time the ball goes out of bounds in the last two minutes, Colin, everyone is going like this with their finger, review it. And it becomes a little too much of that, and the game moves – too slow. I don't know how you're going to fix the three-point shooting. To me, the genie's out of the bottle. We're going to tell teams you can't shoot threes until the last five minutes well, of every well, quarter. I have a I, I have a theory on. Go this. ahead. My theory has been on the three. You take away the corner three. Yeah, the, like yeah, because that's the easiest one. So what you do is the three-point arc about five feet from the baseline goes into the bench. Yep. One, you allow bigs to stay around the basket a little bit, right? Instead of, yep. you know, because right now without the hand check, you cannot stay in front of any of these guards. It's, right. it's insane. So you take out the corner three, big stay closer to the basket. You don't get point guards, don't get this layup. Secondly, it's it now the angle three is better defended because we don't have to defend the corner three. And, and by the way, the three still exists analytically. Yep. It's still a math equation, but the numbers pare down. So the game has what I worry about is the only way to succeed now baseball with analytics too. home runs or strikeouts. 
I worry that basketball, the only way to win mathematically is the three. I know. So that might, what, what do you make I of my theory? I, I, I like it. And you know, the, the one thing about you think about when we were first coming up watching basketball, if a guy was a three point shooter, whether it was Dale Ellis or Ricky Pierce or Craig Hodges, they're almost like a freak. You, they were bringing them in and maybe they would shoot like two or three a yeah, game. One dimensional. Like, wow. Yeah, exactly. They were, it was, they were specialists. Now like you, everybody has to be shooting threes. I think it's something that would be worth looking into because obviously the highest percentage three is the one from the corner because it's the shortest one. And that's where, that's how you could spread the court. I like that. Oh, one other one I got for you, a little tweak. Overtime during the regular season, I would make it either two minutes or three minutes. The game ends. You could take a 30-second timeout. Get Let's get out there and play. Either play to seven or have a two or three minute. There's nothing worse than sitting through an NBA game. Like, let's say I'm on the road. I'm Memphis, and I take the Lakers. I hit a last-second shot to go to overtime. We go to commercials for three minutes. We come back, and now I got to beat them for five minutes. I tied them for 48. <laughs> Listen, I get to the playoffs, make it five minutes. I don't have a problem with that. But in the regular season, you know, make it two minutes maybe. It would Think about how competitive – a game ends, the fans would be standing because either the game ended on a got tied on a last second shot or a miss. Have a quick 30 second timeout, get them out there, reward the most conditioned team and play like two. Can you imagine what those possessions would be like if you throw the ball up and now you're in the final two minutes of, of overtime? That would be intense for the regular season. That was very good, Frank. You ended on a very strong note. <laughs> you're, you're my Mariano Rivera. You came in the close. <laughs> It's very strong. Throw, throw it's great talking it. to you again. I don't get to see you as much now because I'm at the other place. But, you know, I think you're great. Um, I watch you constantly. And, uh, you know, I got this little podcast network. If you're ever just sitting there out on the beach, you know, right. we're, we're, we're in the hiring process, if, baby. If I, if I drop your name... At the restaurant, do I get like a like Herd a burger? potato chip thrown at me? What do I get? <laughs> they give me ice water. How's that going to work? We have boozy milkshakes. I like Camarasa Beach. It's very nice. The pier you is. You have usually have Mexican food there. I know it's a burger place, but no, that's we, we, well, yeah, we have George Lopez and I are business partners, so George has his Mexican food. Look at you name dropping. I, I gave you Kobe Bryant early. You gave me George Lopez. It's pretty good. You're hanging the Hollywood crowd. You said you would never change. Look at you, and you Look changed. Look at me now. Totally changed. <laughs> Great seeing you, man. Good seeing you. I get jealous when I see your tweets with you with your feet up in Manhattan Beach, wherever you are out there. Congratulations on all your success. I'm Thanks, happy Frank. for you. All Thanks. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, 
and everyone's already on their feet. This is gonna be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my game. game. <laughs> All right. At The Volume Sports on Twitter and Instagram, please subscribe, rate, review, and subscribe. I thought Frank Isola today was so good. I've known Frank for a long time, and uh, he's just so good. He's so smart. He's so connected. You know, what's great right now with our podcast network is when I put this puppy together, I thought a lot about football and basketball. Those weren't the only sports, but I was seeking personalities. And right now we have Jenkins and Jones. I just had Nick Wright on. Uh, Frank Isola, we are going to make another announcement next week uh, for somebody who I really like, and they cover multiple sports. He'll be joining the volume. You can hunt around. You can guess. You can tweet us with your predictions, but we just hired somebody else, and you're not going to believe. Not only do we hire somebody else, I've always thought the SEC is underserved. I know. You think to yourself, Colin, that's all people talk about in college football. I think Southern college football fans, it's like the English Premier League. You have European soccer, but the English Premier League is deeper, more passionate. I'm, I'm going to go find somebody in the South and put them on the volume and do a college football podcast. And I think I have just found somebody. And I'm not telling you right now. So when I do announce it, I'll announce it on my podcast and give you a little heads up. But it's just going to be all SEC football. That's what it's going to be, all SEC football. This guy is great. He's got – you've heard of him. He knows his shit. Uh, He can be critical. I'm very excited right now. I swear to God. Have a great weekend. I want to hang out with my kids in Park City, Utah. We'll drop a Monday podcast as well. Enjoy the NBA.
Talk soon. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Head in store and shop for all your favorite personal care essentials to earn four times rewards points. Shop for products from Olay, Always, Gillette, Vicks, and Crest. Plus, check out new items like Mr. Clean Magic Eraser Ultra Thick Multi-Surface Cleaner. No more sponges or other cleaning products needed. And Head & Shoulders Bare Soothing Hydration Shampoo, a new kind of anti-dandruff shampoo with only nine ingredients. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places.